Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we have the opportunity to tell the stories of our church as we feature interviews with our members and sometimes other friends of the ministry. This week, we look ahead to our missions conference with the theme, Untold Millions, Still Untold. Much more about that today. Let's begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. Yeah, we're starting our missions conference this week, so I'm really happy to have Pastor Ken Keith, one of the pastors on our staff here at Harvest, and one of the things he's responsible for is a kind of oversight, pastoral oversight of a mission. So we're going to talk to him in just a minute. But so this Sunday, we have a number of missionaries that are going to be coming in. So our whole service on Sunday will be, each service will be, you know, centered and focused on thinking about missions. We've been praying about this. And so during our main service, our main worship service, Pastor Patrick Odell will be preaching in that service and really coming along with that theme of untold millions are still untold. And so we'd invite people to come along and be part of that. We're looking forward to a really great time together as a church family. We'll give you some more details here in a minute. And some might not even understand what we're talking about when we mention missions, so maybe we'll get a little bit into that today as well. Yeah, I think that's great. It's good to have uh, Pastor Ken with us. Uh, Pastor Ken, thanks for being on with us today. Glad to be here. Yeah, I think that's a good question that Chris asked. If So we're talking about this missions conference that we're going to have over this next week, a couple different components of it. But what does that mean? What are we trying to accomplish in something like that? Well, it's all based off of the Great Commission Christ gave us before he left this earth and harvest is in a unique environment here we are sitting on the pacific rim and within about 4500 miles from us here which to kind of give you context uh, hawaii is about 3900 miles from us here in guam in that area we have got so many over 2 billion as with a b Mm. unreached people And what that means is this is a group of people that need outside help in hearing Christ's name, hearing the gospel, hearing the truth of God's word that leads to salvation. They're not going to get that within their own people group, within their own nation, within the millions around them. So in some of those situations, Ken, they would not even have a Bible in the language that they speak or the language that they understand, right? Correct. Yeah, they wouldn't even have it in what's called their heart language, the language they speak on a regular basis. And they wouldn't even have access. Honestly, in some of these countries, it's illegal to have a Bible. So, I mean, this is an oppressed area for the gospel and a variety of reasons between governments and just lack of people Christians around them. There's there's a wide variety, but here we are sitting in Guam within a short reach, honestly, in the perspective of the world from them. And what we want to do is we want to look at this week, and, and we should be doing this every week, but we really focused in on this week to put it at the forefront of what can Harvest do? What can the church do? What can the member that's sitting in the pew do to reach this group? And we're much more capable than the, the stateside churches and some of these other churches that are around the world to this area to be a part of it. And so we want to ask God and take this time to, to listen to preaching that's going to challenge us to, to look beyond just our immediate context and to encourage us to take the truth of the gospel 
to these people. Now, not everyone can go, but every one of us can have a part. So you mentioned the Great Commission. The Bible describes it for us in Matthew 28, which says, uh, God says he's going to give all power to us. Go, therefore, and teach all nations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, we call it the Great Commission because it really is the primary mission that Jesus gave to his followers. And that word nations is the word ethnos. It literally means every language, tribe, and people group. Mm-hmm. So we really do feel, believe, that's a better word for it, we believe that God's given us a responsibility as believers, to take the gospel to every nation, tribe, and people group. And the reality is, as you're explaining, that there are many, many people groups still around the world today and within you know, just that 4,500 miles uh, radius. Would you say over 2 billion mm-hmm. people? Is that right? Yeah, 2 billion people who are unreached. Unreached. They, don't, they likely don't have a Bible they don't have uh, a gospel witness within that people group. Um, they don't have an even. It's not even whether it's not even talking about two billion people that are not Christians, but they don't really have an opportunity to hear about Christ unless you know some very unique situation. Correct. This is not two billion unbelievers because they re- they heard and rejected. These are two billion who have not heard, have not heard, which is why we have the theme. Uh, untold millions still untold it's it's and it's a growing mm-hmm. the population is growing it's not shrinking and so it's a growing problem that we need to address we'll give a little bit of a preview on this you'll if you're here with us on Sunday you'll see it but we have a graphic going up on the front of our auditorium kind of splashed all across the wall at the front that describes this a little bit this growing problem you just mm-hmm. talked about yeah the, we've got a number and that number is going to be growing right in front of your eyes. And that's off of, you know, the, the uh, websites that, that show us how the population is growing. And so according to the websites, you know, there's probably two or three per every two seconds that, that are growing. And if we look at the, the statistics, again, these are statistics, but uh, a lot of them are very accurate. About 50% of those are going to be into unreached environments. So every two seconds, you're going to see the number up on the screen, and we made it massive because we want you to see it's a massive number, massive problem, but we've got a massive God who, in his word, that can reach this number. But that number is going to be ticking up every two seconds. It's going to be growing, and we're going to have that going before the beginning of the service. That number is going to be growing as we're sitting there to hopefully show us that this is a problem that needs to be addressed, and it's a problem that we're behind on, and we need to move forward on. It's a problem, and it's a command. I mean, we really want to own our personal responsibility. This isn't just a generic idea. We really feel, we know, we believe, we're convicted that God's called us as a church. Um, And and it's humbling to know that Christ, this is his plan, Mm -hmm. to build the church, to build his, his kingdom, is for us to go. He could have let everyone know. I mean, he had that uh, capability, has that capability, but he chose uh, someone preached a message one time and said God's plan A was to use his people to further his truth. He go And he didn't have a plan B. Right. Yeah. It's our responsibility. And when we look at it that way, that this is God, not just a command like a command like a speed limit sign that we look at and we're like, whatever. This is lives depend on it. 
And, and God intended for us to be the ones to go to these people, to be the ones to take the gospel to these nations, to be the ones, and he's given us power and authority to do that. And so that's what we want our church. Again, our church, each person individually is going to have a, a different part in this great commission to these places, but each one of us should have a part mm-hmm. and be doing something actively to reach these people. There's a lot of things, uh, a few things that are on the harvest calendar. You know, we have some events that happen, different ministries that take place. I think, in fact, I know this, if I were to center on the most important week in the full calendar of Harvest Ministries, I would identify this week coming up, starting up on Sunday. It's just such a central part of the mission that we've been given. It's not that we don't talk about this year-round, but to set aside these days where, as a church, we're thinking and praying and asking God to challenge us. This really is the most important week, I think, in Mm -hmm. the life of our church annually. And, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about the people coming. I'd like to introduce them in a minute, but uh, excited about some of the enthusiasm around campus. And I just think God's going to do something special in these days. We've been praying for that, and I don't want anybody to miss it. So, you know, we've got a couple events we'll talk about, a couple services and things going on, but I really am hoping and praying that uh, our church family, but really anybody that would, is, cares about the Great Commission, I know that this time at Harvest is going to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Ken, tell us a little bit about the schedule for the week, and then maybe we can introduce our special speakers, our guests that are going to be with us. Yeah, so our Sunday schedule in the morning will be very similar. At uh, 9.30 during our Sunday school hour, the women will be in the auditorium, men will be over across the street in the FLC, and then we've got some a group from Micronesia here, so we'll have all of those who are part of the Micronesian Sunday school class or would like to attend that day down in our music room, which is on the in the basement of our auditorium building. So that will be happening. So the morning will look very similar than at 1030 for our normal uh, um, hour there. We will have a guest speaker and they're speaking about missions. Some of the unique things that are going to happen this week is at five o'clock Sunday night, we're going to have our annual potluck where it's our international potluck. So come dressed as you would if you were from uh, your home country or maybe a country you want to be like, you could dress like that and then bring a dessert and a main dish that represents your background. You so when I was in the Philippines just a few months ago, the church, as we were leaving, gave a gift of sort of a, I don't even know what it's called, but it's its a shirt that's typically used, kind of a dress shirt. It's very thin. Like a barong. It's a barong. Yeah. I should have known that name. I thought this was something else. but It might be something else. I could be wrong, too. Yeah, it might be barong. But anyhow, I haven't had a chance to wear it, so I'm excited. It's yeah, this, come is, out. A, this, this is, is the best is place time, to wear right? it. This yeah. is the best place. So it doesn't have to be your nationality. If you have friends or you would like to dress up or you have a shirt like that that yeah. you want to wear, it's a great opportunity to do that and taste some of the different tastes of of the different places uh, around this area and represent it in our church. What amazes me when we come to this is you see how diverse our church is. Mm -hmm. It it really is kind of neat to see that it's kind of a byproduct of this event. You see how diverse we are, but it encourages me because it shows us how capable we are to to meet the needs, to to reach out to these unreached through the wide variety of our diversity. So Mm -hmm. 
So we're gonna we're gonna have that at five o'clock. Uh, we got a short uh, presentation from one of our missionaries. We'll eat and then we'll have a short challenge at the end. Uh, parents, we will be getting out. We're very sensitive. We know this is during the week. We've got school. We don't want that to keep you back. So we're very sensitive to that. In fact, what we did was during the two or Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights, we moved the service to six thirty. We had some of our uh, church family say that would be very helpful. And so we did that. We're trying that out this year. So 6.30, which is, is, is different, usually it's 7, so 6.30, we're starting our services on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. If you're wondering, what do I do? we got to eat sometime between the end of school. We've got uh, that taken care of, too. At 5 o'clock on Monday and Tuesday, so just those two days, 5 o'clock, we're going to have a meal in our cafeteria. We're suggesting $2 per person, but if you don't have that, please come anyway. Our missionaries will be in there. Our church body will be in there. It'll be a great time of fellowship, but that'll be happening at 5 o'clock in our cafeteria each one of those nights. So each night you'll be hearing from a different missionary, and then we'll be hearing from Pastor Odell, and then we do have a children's program each night. So children will come with their parents for the service at the beginning. We'll sing. We'll hear from a missionary. And then after we hear from that missionary, they'll be dismissed with our staff, our children's staff, and head over to the FLC for a unique and special time for them. Let's talk about the guests that are going to be here for the week. Our keynote speaker is uh, Pastor Patrick Odell. His wife, Ruth, is going to be along with them. Pastor Odell has been a friend of mine for a long time, but both Patrick and Ruth I've known since I was in college. And God has prepared him, I think, in some unique ways. He's got a real heart for missions. He's pastoring a, ch- a church in Elyria, Ohio. Been there for a few years. He has a background in, in a couple other areas. But uh, yeah, a really phenomenal expositor of the scriptures and does a lot of speaking around the world, actually. They travel quite a bit, connected with missionaries. Their church might be, well, there's a lot of churches around the world that care about missions, but this church has a very specific burden for missions. They host a annual missions retreat for missionaries every year that has, I don't know how many people, 500 maybe, that are part of it every summer. They support many missionaries. They've had a long history of that. And so Pastor Odell and Ruth have traveled quite a bit around the world speaking to missionary groups in particular. So they just have a unique burden for missions. I'm excited about it. They're going to, like always at Harvest, they're going to open the scriptures. They're going to try to expose the text and tell us what God has to say. So they'll be here. Pastor Odo will be the keynote speaker, and so he'll speak at each of the services. And then we have a number of missionaries so that are part of the team. Pastor Ken, why don't you tell us about the claps that are going to be coming along? Yes, so the claps have been on Palau for the last many years. Actually, Claps have a, as a couple, before they had their children, before they went to Palau, were actually here on Guam for a short time. Yeah, I saw In that. one of our summers. Yeah. So we've got some connection uh, with them here. But they've been faithfully working with the Zimmers. If uh, some of you remember John and Jamie Zimmer, they're on Palau, and uh, they've been faithful there, working with the church. Um, and so throughout the years, we've had them come on campus uh, a handful of times because some of the kids they've worked through, discipled there on Palau have come to actually be part of HBBC. So we, we see some of the fruit from their ministry mm-hmm. here every day and encouraging them to go back and be a part of that. The neat thing about it is one of their goals is to actually reach out from Palau. We think, oh, Palau, mission field. But 
they want to go from Palau and reach other mission fields, right. actually. Yep. Yep. So the burden is not just, I want to go to a place and reach it for the Claps, the Zimmers, and that group there, but they also want to take their church and from within their church actually go deeper into some of these areas. Unreached groups. Unreached yeah. groups. Yeah that God has opened some doors already for. We can't mention because it's a little more sensitive areas, but God's already opened some doors and made some paths available for them. So they're actually pursuing that. So it's really neat to see a a missions church that was started with a missionary now becoming a missions church that's sending missionaries. So it's really neat to see what God's doing there, and the claps are a huge part of that. Miss Harry Park uh, grew up in Korea, and uh, her testimony is really interesting. She's going to share a little bit of that on Sunday morning. But she, would, by her testimony, grew up in a Christian home, but didn't become a believer until she was in her 20s. And God sent her to the mainland to do some training. She's a very gifted lady uh, academically. And uh, so she did multiple years of training specifically for Bible translation. So Harry Park is a Bible translator with... Bibles International, and she's traveling, working on projects around the world, but a lot of them over here in this area, sort of in our region. And uh, I've known Harry for some time. She's a very godly lady that uh, is uh, just burdened and giving her life for people groups that don't have a scripture. So I'm anxious for people to meet her and get, get a chance to hear about what God's doing through her life and her burdens for Bible translation. And then we have two of our supported missionaries that are HBBC, so Harvest Baptist Bible College alumni mm-hmm. that are ministering in, well, right now in in Fice, the outer island of, of uh, Yap, and then Ulithi. Ulithi, yep. So Clinton and Lucy are going to be here, and then James and Masensi. Why don't you give us a little background on those two couples? Man, besides just great couples yeah, that uh, God has gifted in many ways. Again, they're one of the testimonies of missions, just being invested in and then coming here to HBBC and just devouring God's Word. I I knew James early on and just his desire to be a part of what God's doing in the islands. And both of them, if you're not familiar with those two islands, Fice and Ulithi, it's only within the last 10 years or so that those have had the gospel right. actually brought to them. Yeah. So those would be, in many ways, considered an unreached group before that time. And so it's neat to see just how God's growing, even on FICE especially, mm-hmm. God is growing this church in a unique way. I remember when we were uh, talking about it, man, am I, I've got to say it was about 10 years ago, and the question was, would the chief of the island even let Mm-hmm. someone on, a Christian group on, and here you see this church growing, and they're on FICE, and then Ulithi. So I was on FICE just last year, less than a year, had a chance to meet the chief and see what God's doing. I yeah. mean, it's it's a really cool mission story. Right on their little piece of property, there's a the little Koyang that they built originally, and then there's a little, and it's still there. They use it sort of as a kitchen, and mm-hmm. there's a little bit bigger Koyang that they had to grow into, and now there's actually a concrete building. church building yeah. that we met that was packed out when I was there with, with a few of our seniors, or HBBC yeah. seniors. It was awesome. And we have students here now. I mean, a, a few of them. I don't yeah, know, five or Fice. six mm-hmm. students from Fife. So it's a great story of God's blessing. And what's awesome about that, to use that as an example, here's 
people from the mainland who were medical professionals was one of the keys to opening up that door, that original trip over there. And obviously the pastor there, Rollins, is from there, and that God brought him through, raised him up, because he's able to go back as being from there. But all these things, all these different people had all these different ways of being a part of what God was going to do on Fice. It wasn't just those who came from Yap. It wasn't, there was people from the mainland who were medical professionals that wanted to use their gifts for God's glory and open up doors, and in fact it was. So each one of us, if we're open to what God's going to do, could use us in unique ways yeah. to to further the gospel. And then Ulithi, what James and Sensei are doing there, God is just really blessing what's going on. They're unable to build a building right now, but they keep on expanding their porch <laughs> because they're allowed to have home Bible studies. So, right. yeah. so they're expanding their porch because the Bible studies are expanding, and God's doing a great work there. But really the two couples that are in the work there, that they're just plowing along, and, and God's bringing the increase, but they're planting the seed, and, and they're cultivating it. And, and it's really neat to see those two come back. When we finish the missions conference next Wednesday, we actually are beginning a what we call freshwater conference with our college. Mm-hmm. And so each of these missionaries are going to stay through that, but especially uh, James Massensi, Clinton and Lucy, you know, just with their Micronesian background, they're going to have a key part in a missions conference directed specifically for our students. So we're excited about that for Thursday and Friday. So the next week, the week from now is filled with, you know, just a lot of exciting things and Really praying that God blesses it. Pastor Ken, we got to scoot here, but tell us why would somebody, they're listening on the radio, why would they want to attend you know, any part of this missions conference? I think there's two reasons you would want to attend besides the fact, so there's three. You're commanded that this is needs to be a part of your life and you need to be pursuing it by Christ himself. But the two reasons I would say you're going to be encouraged to hear what God's doing. If you're a believer, your heart's just going to be encouraged to hear what God's doing and can do with these untold millions that still need to be told the truth of the gospel. And secondly, I hope you are coming because you would want to be convicted in how can I help and how can I be a part of this? What can I do to be a part of God's plan to to reach these people? Listen, every one of us have a part to this. It, again, some might be going, some might be giving, some might be just praying. That might be what God does, and just increasing your prayer life for these, because we know that that's where the power comes from. So I would encourage you to come. You're not going to be disappointed. It's going to be a great time of encouragement and challenge, and, and be a part of expanding God's kingdom in this area of the world. All right, man, I can't wait. It's going to be a great time for our church. Again, we'd like to invite anybody that's around to come and join us for this mission conference, Untold Millions Are Still Untold. Well, thank you for listening to Harvest Time today. It's at this point in the program that we always want to personally invite you to services this week at Harvest. We're beginning Sunday morning. We have Adult Bible Fellowships, 9.30 a.m. That session is the one that kicks off our missions conference. At 10.30 a.m., we have our regular morning service. Then our International Potluck, Sunday evening, 5 p.m., And we also have missions conference sessions, 6.30 p.m., Monday through Wednesday of this week. We hope to see you there. If there is some reason that you can't join us, we will be carrying those sessions, the main sessions, live here on 88.1 FM and on khmg.org. You can always visit our church website for more, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. 
You'll see a graphic right on the homepage. Thanks for listening to this week's Harvest Time.